I was watching YouTube today. I was watching one of the ads that comes on before the video. I watch, I don't skip those. I think that's rude. <laughs> it is, it's mean. Somebody worked hard on that ad. They, they trained a cheetah to run alongside a Jeep Cherokee. <laughs> and you're at home like, three, two, one, fuck off. <laughs> it's fucking mean. What if you made something, dick? <laughs> Anyway, the ad was a PSA. It was an um, anti-smoking message. It was a Puerto Rican man with a hole in his throat. He was like, my father smoked. <laughs> and my mother smoked. I wish I never smoked in my life. Please don't smoke cigarettes. Cigarettes are very, very bad for you. <laughs> First thought I had was, why does he still have an accent? <laughs> I wanna take things slow, put my mind in cruise control. sometimes because I gotta remember we're doing like a show. It's us. What, what do you mean? Like, you ever get lost in like the videos or like, you know, the, the music that we're playing and I'm just here like jamming and I'm like, yo, we gotta bring the show in. <laughs> I just be forgetting that we gotta bring the show in or else they're gonna be listening to four minutes of a straight song. And we're gonna get flagged for um, copyright <laughs> infringement or whatever. No, that's why we gotta be laughing in the middle of it because it can't be copyrighted if it's not exactly the same thing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> As long as we put Captain Harris over it, it's ours now. You get in the line, it might be just you two in the line. What's that song y'all play? It's called In the Line. Two, three words in the line. Gentlemen, boys and girls of all ages, if you're hearing my voice right now, you know you are locked and tuned into Cruise Control. This is episode 62. As you know, I'm Dev Cruise, and sitting across from me is the one and only Dave Cruise Jr. <laughs> oh, you're junior today? <laughs> it's me, Dev Cruise Jr. I'm not naming my son Devin Cruise Jr. I'm no? not naming my son Jr., no. Please don't. <laughs> I, I pray everyone never name a person Devin again in the history of the world. 
<laughs> Why is it that? What a stupid unisex name. <laughs> Devin. <laughs> like, what was mom thinking? <laughs> oh, man, Dottie, dumb stupid, yo. <laughs> you like your name? Like, do I like my name? <laughs> take me through the history of your name. Did you did you ever resent your name? Did you ever when you was in school and you started realizing like what is going on? I'm what, asking you what a is question. All this? Why would I resent my name that my parents gave me that I love them? I don't know. It's because a name. It's not like I'm I'm like racist or something like that. It's just the name Devin. You're saying like it's like I got a disease or something. No, listen. <laughs> you when you start to get into your social life, I'm a, you go to school you. and you start seeing you know interacting with people. You realize oh people will try to take any little thing from your life and. Crack jokes off of it So did you ever look at your name And be like oh, Why did I have to be Devin Like No not at all Cause I was, love Devin I was funny First off in school mm-hmm. So okay. nobody would crack jokes on me Second okay. off Okay Most people call me Dev Nobody calls me Devin Everybody basically calls me Dev Devin is a name that you can have You know A, a nickname to it with Dev And you can still pass away Or get away with it Like there's people out there Who are named like Cornelius or something You can't change that Corn <laughs> Yeah, yeah, right. you can't call somebody. Hey, Neelius, you trying to run? You trying to run with us to the store real quick? Right, you can't call him Corn, and you can't call him Neelius. So you got to call him by his full name, Cornelius. That's probably like Neil. Like is even, Neil short for Cornelius? No. Oh, Neil is just yo. Cornelius is a wild name to have as as a name. Like that's I, a name that I would resent. Like like if I, if mom chose to name me Cornelius Cruz. <laughs> Hey, yo, Jerry Chestnut, I put my fucking... (laughs) Yeah, that would be nuts. (laughs) Cornelius Cruz. (laughs) (laughs) Episode 62, we here. It's Cornelius Cruz. It's me, Cornelius Cruz, across from me. It's the boy Unisex Cruz. And we live, baby. It's a beautiful day, man. Dev, what's up? What's up with your life, man? Yo, bro, listen to me, Check in with the people. I'm chilling right now, you know what I'm saying? I'm 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 happy that um you know I'm working a great job. I'm happy that we wow. we uh you know we're here and we're doing episode 62 of the cruise control. Uh-huh. I'm excited that wow. we got big things coming up for the cruise control. Mm-hmm. Um <laughs> <laughs> we always got big things. <laughs> and then what happens? <laughs> we still got big things coming. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, everybody send us your hat size. <laughs> Do you want a shirt? Do you want a hat? All right, no, I think now that because we've joked about it for like four weeks straight, um, we we did the funly thing, and shout out to everybody who participated, showed us love, helped out. Right. And what me and Dev realized was one of the next big things that we want to do with the pod. Is to try and simulcast So try to get a YouTube presence started up mm-hmm. And record, you know, video record Correct These sessions because A lot of the times, like The humor that we try to put out Is as much physical as it is Us talking on the mic Yeah But that's a real task in and of itself So I think me and Dev realized that's a, That takes a lot more than just Putting a camera up in front of us And starting to press record And then putting that recording on YouTube, right, right? We really have to think about the quality of that. We have to use some of the funds that we raised. Again, shout out to everybody 
who donated to us. We have to use some of the funds to kind of get equipment and all that stuff and have a setup that makes sense. And we also have to think about um, how those things are managed because that's yet another aspect of putting out content. That's editing. That's upload time. That's making sure we view back the footage. Like, there's a lot that goes into that. Yeah. Um, that's making sure that the, you know, the place looks presentable and we have like good angles and like there's a lot i think the studio looks presentable the studio it's <laughs> my basement bro i gotta make sure this drawn clean now that that means during the week i gotta get the lysol wipes down here <laughs> sorry the clorox wipes i'm a Clor- this is a clorox home yeah what's up with you Bob? so we gotta make sure the studio is right <laughs> shout out to anybody who ever been in the stew cooking up magic but uh, yeah, we 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 got we got things in the tub. It just it takes you know this stuff takes time to create this kind of magic that you're right. listening to right now. It takes time. But shout out to everybody listening in your cars. Shout out to everybody listening who don't want to listen, whose partners is making them listen while they driving. <laughs> shout out to everybody who's listening at work. Shout out to everybody who's listening after an intense lovemaking session and threw on a cruise control pod. That'd be crazy if this is a a (laughs) post-coitus podcast. Shout out to all the post-coitus people. (laughs) Now, that's tough, yo. What? Throw us on right after. Right after you you porked her (laughs) and you throw the cruise control pod on. (laughs) Did you say porked her? What's up with you, man? Oh man Drawing right now man <laughs> Shout out to everybody man Uh huh You know Um no me digas que no Que no me quieres no me digas que no It's easy Que no me quieres Porque si tú no me quieres Yo por ti me muero Porque si tú no me quieres Yo por ti me muero That should be our theme song, yo. yo that, that song is is fire. That song, yeah. As soon as you hear the, you know, the beginning part, you already know what's about to happen. Right. Cleaning the house. <laughs> That's it's already Saturday. Anytime that song plays, it turns to Saturday. You could be on Tuesday on the calendar. <laughs> if this song comes on right here, uh huh. It's Saturday. And you gotta have a broom in your hand and a vacuum. Take the living room, David. <laughs> I thought that was a part. Of I thought that was a part of the song. Uh damn. We fooling, man. Come but on, nah, bro. So let's get into it. Like we do every episode. In the beginning, we like to bring up last week's top five and discuss who won. So last week's top five, we discuss our top five concerts that we wish we could attend, mm-hmm. whether the artist is dead or alive. And um, last week, Dave took uh, took the W um, with. I don't get none of this when I was taking my wins left and right in the in the month of January. Well, Dev, I have I came in and that's cool that I got the win. Congrats to me. <laughs> I came in with a little bone to pick with you. Why? Because I messed up on the joint. That's 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 one bone. I had two bones to pick. Now that I think about it. <laughs> All right. The first bone is you put that my number five concert with Stevie Wonder. 
when it was Luther Vandross. And yeah. shout out to Captain Harris, TJ Harris215. Right, for listening. For listening and pointing that out on the post that you posted. But you wouldn't be mad if Stevie was on your list, though. That might have actually given me a couple more votes. <laughs> so it is what it is. But still, respect my, like, at least give me the decency to put my list properly. Okay. But that's not the biggest bone. That was my little bone. Yeah. The big bone is that last week, and we got the tapes, since you like to talk about the tapes. Right. Last week, you came on here and said, yeah, you know, I didn't post, but people did reach out to me. And I said, oh, who? Who? And you said, oh, some of our controllers, like Diana, shout out to Diana, Lex, shout out to Lex, and Tashi, shout out to Tash, our cousin. Uh-huh. I said, oh, okay. Trusting you because you're my co-host. Okay. And you're my brother. Second. Okay. Co-host first, brother second. What are you getting at with this? Ladies and gentlemen, I received a text from an anonymous source whose name rhymes with Sloshy, <laughs> who Devin claimed <laughs> voted for him. Okay. And that person told me that there no such thing happened. You, that person did not reach out to you to say, I voted for you this past week. Right. So then it dawned on me. You are a fraud. <laughs> I'm a fraud. And right now, let's, let's get the mic set up pointing this way. And I want you to rumble me right here <laughs> so people can hear the, the socks that I'm about to put on your face. Yeah. Okay. I'm about to lump you up. Okay. Because you a liar. Okay. Are so you, I'm wondering now. Like now, I can't trust you. How you many done? wins did you get? Are you done off of fake lies? You talking about all oh, so and so uh, text me? Are oh, you no. done? All right. All right. All right. Tashi didn't vote for me. All right. Let's scratch your vote. I still won last week. No, you didn't. Yes, I did. Because if you take her vote away, that's zero votes for you. <laughs> okay. And then three of my coworkers <laughs> voted for me. All right. You lost that one. Second off. Dave, let's not forget that. If for you the lied once, no, you could shut lie, up, shut you up, could shut up, shut time. up, shut up, shut up. Let's not forget that in the beginning of the cruise control, you would withhold votes from me that people are texting you, yo, I vote for Dev this week. And I didn't find out until I saw those people in real life. And then I gave you wins because you were withholding votes from me. Tell me to shut up. Shut up. <laughs> That's all I got to say. The boy's sitting here casting stones like he clearly don't read the Bible. Yeah, he was out sin, throw the first stone. And he got a lot of sin in you, you fat. Don't be, don't play me like that, Papa. Devin. All right? Devin. <laughs> Devin. Cornelius, don't Listen play me. me like that. Listen to me. Don't play me like that, dude. I'm going to slap you. <laughs> don't play and me. And we can end this episode right now. <laughs> On a rumble. <laughs> It's and we're going to do our top five slaps. <laughs> and I'm winning this week. Dave. I'm bigger than you. you <laughs> I'm faster than you. What's that song with Jada Smith? Yeah, I think you're faster than me. Stronger than me. <laughs> Yo, what is that song? <laughs> That's the John from uh from the, uh, k- k- uh, the Kung Fu movie. Remember when he did the Karate Kid? Please find it. The Karate Kid. <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking about. What was that song? Because he said something like, um, oh, I just need to remember how he said it. <laughs> you might think you're faster than me, stronger than me. It's not Never Say Never, right? No, it's not Never Say Never. No. Oh, my gosh. Let me see if I can find it. I- I'm going to find it. I'm going to find what it. What is it? Uh, it? It was, um, was it the, the Karate Kid? It was the Karate Kid, yeah. So we need the new Karate Kid soundtrack. Yeah. I'm looking for it. Um... This song, right? Albums, yeah. Let's see. What the heck is James Horner? 
I'm gonna find it. I'm gonna find it. It I'm wasn't. The, it wasn't. Never say never though. With Justin Bieber. No, I don't think it was that, John. I'll look it up though, real quick. Oh <laughs> my gosh. Yeah, I want to <laughs> listen to that. But yeah, yo, I, I just I need people to understand that Dev is a fraud, and I'm I'm sitting here trusting you. Like I put a lot of trust and faith that you're not lying when you say I got this vote, I got that vote. It is never say never. Oh, let's play that, John. Then <laughs> I need to hear that part. It's gonna. It's one of those things that y'all know when y'all hear something and it like bothers you that you you just got to hear it at least once. Yeah, I need this. <laughs> now right he's now. bigger than me, taller than me, faster. <laughs> That's how I feel when I think of me versus you. Never say never. Trash. <laughs> <laughs> That's the worst thing I ever heard. I hate kid, kid. Yo, when stuff. a when a kid does something, I'm very unimpressed. <laughs> yeah, I don't be like, uh. Can, can I tell? Like, do you? Can I tell you one of my pieces? Like, you yes. ever go online and a kid be like, I don't know, like a kid be boxing and they show him like punching a tree or something, <laughs> right? They be like little eight year old, you know, Kavleski because punch trees and they show a little John punching a tree. Any adult can do that better. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Is like you're not doing nothing special to me because I bet I can. I Anything can... kiddish. <laughs> Like when that kid was interviewing people at the um the the playoff game. Oh, with uh with Dallas versus uh 49ers. Yeah. Hey yo, I'm here with Debo Samuel. It's Liddy. <laughs> I'm type excited. <laughs> right, all hype. I could do better than the kid. <laughs> Get me on that. Like job. I don't care about that that dumb kid interview, or the kid that uh got up and he would say like presidential speeches or whatever. Remember that one kid. What you talking about? That he did like speeches. He did like empowering speeches, and they said he could be a future president one day. A little short, chubby black kid. You remember that? No. It was all over. Like it was viral and YouTube and oh, all. Oh, he was doing speeches, and, and stuff? they were like, "Yeah, like he was talking about like empowerment or whatever." I'm like, I don't feel empowered by this kid. <laughs> it's not inspiring or nothing. I do feel the same way. Like anything a kid do is very. I'm very unimpressed. If you got a kid out there that be doing something crazy, like. I hate he's bigger than me, he's stronger than me. Let's turn this off. <laughs> Stop taking my headphones off. It's I'm not no pun intended when I got the power of will. <laughs> Yo, shut up, young bull. <laughs> he can rumble me. <laughs> Jada Smith can rumble me. <laughs> no man. So, all right, let's get back into the episode. We 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 joking around. So I won last week. Dave won last week. Shout out to Dave taking home the W. But um, this week I will not be throwing any punches. I will not. I will not be going into my bet. It's a wrap this week. I'm coming back for a W. I'm trying. Remember, we're keeping tallies of every week of who gets the W. Right now, I got like five, and David has like two or three for the year. So I'm in the lead right now. I'm gonna keep trying to. Push my lead further and further, but Dave, mm-hmm. we about to get into this episode, man. I, 
I, I um who actually has the first you taking the first topic or me taking the first topic? Uh uh Yeah, I'll, I'll take the first take topic. the first topic? I'll take the first topic. All right. Um So what you got, Dave? What you got? Well, I want to start off with something that is ridiculously stupid as I always do. Uh-huh. Um and I want to tell you, did you hear about this uh baseball player? Said, who who No, what are you talking about? Baseball player. Let, let me let me just. I'm actually gonna read. I'm gonna I'm gonna pull a Devin and I'm gonna read the article. <laughs> What's wrong? Word with for reading word, the, the whole thing. Because you can't read other people's property and just casually read the whole thing. You'd be like, Dave, I know what you're saying, but let me just keep reading this forever and ever. <laughs> um. But yeah, I think we have to give people credit. So, <clears throat> Dev, there's a player from the Boston Red Sox. And, you know, baseball's in hot water right now because they got all these negotiations yeah. going on. People don't know if sp- uh, training camp, spring training is going to start on time, blah, blah, blah. <clears throat> but they re- uh, the Boston Red Sox recently released a player after a hateful tweet storm. How you have... How Come you on, have Dad. A- we all have a hateful tweet storm every once in a while. A hateful uh, storm of tweets. <laughs> that are the Red Sox hateful. released minor leaguer in 2017 third round prick, pick. Prick? <laughs> <laughs> Third round pick, Brett Netzer. Okay. Remember Brett Netzer? Yeah. The legend? Yeah. The pulled Netzer prize. <clears throat> Yo, shut up, man. The pulled Netzer prize. <laughs> Come on, Dad. The Red Sox released minor leaguer in 2017 third round pick, Brett Netzer, following a series of racist, homophobic, and anti Semitic tweets. According to multiple reports, okay, the Boston Globe reported that the Red Sox confirmed the posts were Netzer's. Netzer, who's 25, uh, targeted Red Sox executive Chaim Bloom, the LGBTQ community and black Americans, mm-hmm. saying in one tweet, I am a racist. I do sometimes make assumptions based on another person's race, ethnicity and culture. Glad that is out of the way. <laughs> React. Glad that it's out of the way. Why would? Why do you feel the need to fire off like that? Who was pressing them to see? <laughs> like, fine. If everyone wants to know, <laughs> yes, I am a racist. <laughs> Nobody asked Brett Netzer, Full Netzer Prize. He might be stupider than me, dumber than me. He might be more racist than me. <laughs> Yo, who pressing the Punetzer Prize, asking him if he's racist? Why would or not? you offer that up voluntarily? Like, and, and why? Why did he say it like for all those who want to know? He said, "I need to get this off my chest. <laughs> I am a racist." Is there more? Is I that, am not rapping. Is that the storm? Was that the storm right there, or is there more to the storm? <clears throat> After the Athletics, Chad Jennings reported that Netzer was being released. Netzer quote tweeted him, agreeing that he was racist and homophobic. But taking issue with the characterization of him as anti-Semitic, so <laughs> so he was like when they when they re- reported that he was released, he was like no no. To clarify, I'm only racist or homophobic. <laughs> Don't you dare say I'm anti-Semitic. I really said, hate black gay people, but he said <laughs> like he said Heim Bloom is a hypocrite and an embarrassment to any Torah following Jew. Because I guess Chaim is the person who fired who, him, who did that follow up kind of clarification that he was released and all that. Mm. 
Netzer attacked Bloom for supporting Black Lives Matter and LGBT initiatives in another tweet. He also wrote that black people should, quote, go back to their roots and start to reestablish their true black culture. And in another tweet called Closeted Transgender People Rapists. Okay. Is there CTE in baseball? That's crazy, but he's a minor leaguer. He didn't even get to the he didn't even get to the big leagues yet. He had a career two sixty three batting average Got in the minor leagues. <laughs> So he was he was and he was on the restricted list in 2021 I'm guessing cuz he wasn't vaccinated probably Yeah, he go <laughs> <laughs> That's cr- whoa. I mean, he going to be playing in the softball league. He ain't um, going to be playing in no North league. Philly. <laughs> he ain't going to be playing in no league for the Criollos. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yo, that so, D of Wyoming. <laughs> so wait, so wait, so wait, so wait. All right, so he said he said all this stuff and he said it was because he just wanted to get it off his chest that he was racist and homophobic, right? But not anti-Semitic, right? So, but apparently this is a part of a tweet storm. So what now, though? Like, what's? I don't. I don't know. What I does guess. he get? What does he get from this? Um, <laughs> and live his truth. <laughs> it just don't. Now, now, let me ask you a question, Dave. Would you rather somebody do something like this or kind of keep that in? Like what if you're working with somebody, right? You at mm, your new job. That's a good question. You at your new job and you got this bull who secretly hate Puerto Rican bulls. <laughs> right? He hate Yo, that's a weird hate. <laughs> he love Puerto Rican girls, but he hate Puerto Rican bulls. Right. Hate them like he can't stand them. So he's like running David fresh 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 David Cruz. So he's really mad at you every time you walk in. Right. But like he keep it casual or whatever, shake your hand, yada yada. Now the other scenario, you walk into work and he's like, what's up, my spick? Like, <laughs> what's up, you Puerto Rican patalio eating papi? What's mm, up with geez, you? Call, saying all this racist stuff mm-hmm. and he puts himself out there for you. Are you more happy? Like, dang, now at least now I know who he is. Or were you like, uh, you probably could have kept that in and we could have worked together? <sighs> That's a good question. I, I think, yeah, I, I would say generally speaking, I'd rather you be upfront mm-hmm. about who you are than to hide it. So yeah, I mean, not that I'm giving him credit. It's just like, <laughs> thank you, <laughs> thank you, <laughs> thank you for telling me that. Um, I needed that. I'd rather, I'd rather know. Yeah, right. I'd rather know, even though it's ugly. I'd rather know that you are a bigot, that you are um, racist, homophobic, whatever. Because then I can slot you how I need to slot you in my life. Like I know where to put you. This boy right here. Mm. Even Not, even before today, he wasn't even like... Yeah, he wasn't even on my radar to begin with, <laughs> Brett Netzer. <laughs> but, yeah, if he was a part of my circle, then I would know he needs to be out of my circle. Right. I know where to put him, but if you don't know, then you could be walking around, you know, backing this guy, kind of vouching for him as a friend, colleague, whatever. And I'm off him, just like in general. Right, people. Is, yeah, if, it's is better something. to know than not know because then you can appropriately place them in the space that they should be in their in your head and in your life. I'm pretty positive this is something that all of us go through. You ever had that where you where you worked with somebody or knew somebody? Yes. Find out something about them. <laughs> <laughs> Speak on it. Elaborate. Have we have we not chatted before about this on the cruise control? <laughs> Speak on it. We already know. We already know what it is, man. I brought it up here on the show before. But I don't need you to give me the example. I'm saying what, like, how did you? How do you process that? What do you? What does your brain go through? When you experience that. It's just. It's just. I guess it's like the sudden, 
because it was the sudden toss off of a balcony. <laughs> it was just like the sudden like. Like oh shoot, that's where I guess that's where we're at now. <laughs> it's like so because it when somebody does reveals their racism to you, it's not like they do it in like spurts. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> they don't spell it out for you. Mm-hmm. It's just like there. <laughs> like one day y'all chatting. Like have we ever thought black people are dirty? <laughs> like it's just like you're, one day you're, you're talking. You're like yeah yo, did you see that Eagles game last night? And the boy's like yeah that N word really did a thing out there. <laughs> Like he just throw it You're out saying there. it's never like that, or it, it, it always is like. Oh, that. it's like yeah, that's subtle to you though. To me, that's pretty like. No, I, that's what I'm saying. I'm saying that's not. They're not subtle about it. Oh, like when somebody's revealing their, because that means that one, they got close enough to you to kind of put it out there, and two, that means this means that like I'm throwing out the like they're throwing out the bait. They're trying to see how you react to their true intentions or their true feelings, which is racism. I always think that's how it works. They're your friend at one point. They chat you up, go out for drinks, eat food, whatever the case may be. Become your, come close with you. And then when they're like, all right, he now he needs to see the real person because this is what I'm gonna be. They just gotta, they have to throw it out. That's kind of trippy too. That you finding out is actually an indication that they trust you. Yeah, enough to to give you that insight into who they are. And then for you, that's like, oh, this this is where this stops right here. It never, <laughs> never was gonna the irony of that, right? Yeah. But that's but that's a I guess a racist person way of trying to see who would be their true friend. I don't know what's crazier having it happen like that where it's so like apparent, or if it was real subtle, and you just had to pick up little clues like, <laughs> like we did a top five um, <laughs> like cultures or something and they put <laughs> Mexicans number five or something. <laughs> that's a bad example because yeah. it's still in your top, but. <laughs> No, like coming at number one hundred, black culture. <laughs> like, oh, you said a top five. I just had to rank my last one. Right, go out of their way. <laughs> I just wanted to give y'all my last one that wouldn't even sniff my top five black people. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 crazy though, because I know do you I, I don't know. I just remember my first like when it happened with me with the person that I'm talking about, it was like chilling there, like regular, and then just yeah, that guy. I had to fire him. He's a he's an N word with the hard ER, and I was like, mm. and we all sat there like, because it was like a group of us, and we were like, <laughs> looking at each other. We were like, oh snap! Yeah, should have collectively strolled on whoever this was. <laughs> I mean, you know, it was a room of white a people. Puño fest. <laughs> it was a few white people there, so I don't know. I don't know how they were reacting to it, and they were yeah, like, you can't you can't try to rally white people. <laughs> Y'all, let's get him. Uh, He might be stronger than me, (laughs) faster than me. They were like, "Yo, what'd you just say?" And they all, everybody else, just looking around. Just like, Uh, I didn't hear. I didn't hear a thing. (laughs) Yeah, this is this is nuts. I don't know why the boy did that. I saw that story and I was like, "I'm gonna let Dev know that this happened because that's just ridiculous." Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy to think about. And um. And, uh, you know, I, I guess uh, moving on to this next topic, um, again, it's, it's, a, it's a primer for the fact that we are in some ridiculous times right now in the world because you got people doing tweet storms saying, let me get this out of the way right now. I am racist. <laughs> but that's small potatoes compared to some of the, the stuff that's going on in the world. So, Dave, obviously, I don't need to. Uh, I don't need to say, have you heard of this? Because <laughs> it's the only thing that's being heard right now. Right. But the Russia-Ukraine situation that's going on right now, as we speak, it's still going on, has uh, come full circle. And it's it's in everybody's face. It's in everybody's on everybody's 
doorstep in the news. It's in front of you. And um, obviously, uh, so I guess my first question to you, Dave, is um, do you know, uh, do you know anything about the situation? Like, I know for me, I'm not like, I'm not like the, I haven't looked too much into it. I just know like what's going on and what I've been reading like here or there. I always feel like you know with, what I, mean? I always feel like with um like bigger world news stuff, mm-hmm. I'm always behind. And I, I just feel like my brain is not there. I guess that's part of the issue with being like <clears throat> a modern day American is you oftentimes are so flooded with other stuff right. that you don't like there's people who follow stuff like this. Like, that's what they put on when they wake up. When I wake up, I'll be watching, like, Marvel Theory videos and stuff. <laughs> right, right, right. And highlights from the Sixers game. <laughs> People will get up in the morning and turn on... A BBC radio. Right. Or, or um, what's the other, John? NPR. NPR. Or watch CNN, like, or Fox religiously. Or or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah just yeah. keeping up on world news stuff. So, yeah, I don't... To be honest, and I guess to kind of um, affirm what you're saying, I don't feel like I know much about this whole so Russia Ukraine conflict. I, I agree with you and um I I what I wanted to do was first kind of educate you and myself on what's going on. Yeah, we can look it up right now. Yeah, so I See I we can get a uh, I put up an article and this is from bbc.com and the article is titled Why is Russia invading Ukraine and what does Putin want? So if I'm we glad uh, that, I'm glad to What? No, I'm, I'm no, go ahead, continue. What was you about to say? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> no, no, no. All right, so um, why have the troops attacked? It says Russian troops are closing in on Ukraine capital days after the Russian leader ordered a full-scale invasion from the northeast and south. In the television address on February 24th, uh, the president uh, declared that Russia could not feel safe and developed or not feel safe, develop, and exist because it claims that there's a threat from Ukraine. So there's a they, Putin felt like there was a constant threat from the Ukraine. So they felt he felt like Russia could not develop itself or become better until something happened with the Ukraine. Mm-hmm. So um, it's not the Ukraine; it's Ukraine. I saw somebody correct that. Okay, that's like a yeah. <laughs> I'm just correcting you, bro. So the article reads, and this article does seem like it's it's catered toward one side, like pro-Ukraine. Yeah. So the article says many of President Putin's agree uh, arguments are false or irrational. He claimed his goal was to protect people subject uh, subjected to bullying and genocide, and aim for the demilitarization and denazification of the Ukraine. Militarization. Militarization and denazification of Ukraine. There has been no genocide in Ukraine. It's a vibrant democracy led by a president who is Jewish. And the article reads. That's the article saying that. Yeah. 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 And then the article reads that, uh, taking a quote from their president, uh, Vladimir Zelensky. Volodymyr 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 Zelensky who said how could I be a Nazi um because he's Jewish (laughs) I guess Mm. that's the whole point of that um so this basically what I'm getting from this is that Russia attacked because they felt a threat from Ukraine Mm -hmm. and they wanted to denazify the Ukraine I'm guessing that's 
what I'm I mean, the, the, and you pointed out that this article and a lot of the, at least the chatter I've seen on social is about Russia invading Ukraine is wrong, right? Mostly Russia's been painted as in a negative light. Yeah. But I'm not going to lie. Whenever I see conflict like this happening on a, on a global scale or just when countries are, are warring or in conflict, I'm always like, isn't the country like Russia who's being painted in a negative light? They have some belief that what they're doing is rooted in some what's best for them. Yeah. Like there's always going to. That's why it's a conflict. There's two sides in, in conflicting stances. Yeah. So. I'm definitely, I need to be clear. I'm not saying that I'm su- so, backing or supporting Russia. I'm just wondering <laughs> what is their side? Like, yeah. So where did Putin get that from? That it's a genocidal so country. He, that That's, that's kind of, I, I would need to learn more about that. Um, you know what I mean? Yeah. So what happened was, um, it says in the article that he uh, Putin accused Ukraine of being taken over by extremists since uh, ever since it's a it's pro-Russian president Vitor Yanukovych Yanukovych was ousted to in 2014 after months of protests against his rule. So there was a Russian president and the Russian a president. pro-Russian president. And then they basically outed him and the country wanted him out. So he left in 2014. So this beef has been going on since 2014. So So basically he's, and then, so I'm looking at this article. Right. And after that ousting, um, there were like seizures of different areas along the border between Russia and Ukraine. They touch, right? Yes. They're next to each other. Yeah. Okay. So. There have been like little seat, like people seizing certain areas, certain towns or cities, um, regions. And then it looks like there was a 2015 peace deal that was signed. No, um, it was scrapped. No, it, but it was there was a deal from 2015 oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. where Russia basically said, no, nah, we're not going to attack. And then in 2021, late 2021. So this past year, Russia started to deploy. Uh, military forces to like the borders right, right. surrounding uh, Ukraine and said, no, nah, we ain't going to, we ain't going to uh, invade or whatever. And now they finally pull the trigger on, mm-hmm. on invading. So they see that as rebellion. They see these little pockets of regions being taken over and like the pro Russian president being ousted. Right. They see that as rebellion against them. So they trying to be the big dog in the yard, I guess over there. Yeah, this is interesting stuff. And this is uh basically the 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 word that I keep reading from this or the big word is Nazi. I keep I seen that a lot around here. Yeah. Right? I I seen that a lot through this article. This article is also saying that it is now clear Russia is seeking to overthrow Ukraine's government uh democratically elected government. Its aim is that Ukraine be freed freed from oppression and cleansed of the Nazis. So that's what I'm saying like why from Russia's perspective are they seeing oppression Genocide, these different terms <clears throat> happening in Ukraine. And Ukraine is like denying that, but uh, yeah, I don't know. This, this, all this stuff is kind of nuts to me because, and we don't, we don't have to keep reading the article. No, I'm not. Yeah. Um, this stuff is kind of nuts to me because it's like, um, I don't know how, how countries get off these feelings 
about other countries. Like, I, I never understood that, actually. I understand that we live in a global society. So there's like if Russia does something, it impacts Japan, it impacts the U.S., it impacts South America, whatever. Yeah. But it's also like, mind your business. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't know. That might seem really um, yeah, that's naive little... or childish, but it's. Yeah, I, would I just wonder so. why people well, because would you, take you, such a vested interest in what's going on in another country. Well, you know that you have allies in each country like needs the other in order to keep up with the stuff in their country. So you have to understand like here in the in the article, it says that the um, um, US, UK, Japan, Canada and um, and Europe, they're all together on this. So like these countries help each other out. And even Russia, like we get oil and stuff from Russia. We get that's where we get gas and stuff. Like we're not our gas price is gonna be crazy through the roof. Yo, not my they, gas price. Not that oh they cut gosh, off, bro. Think it's gonna be crazy. But what, not, what's it been taking to fill your joint up? Last time it took forty two. Yo, you got a Honda Civic, bro. Yeah, yeah. that joint's supposed to sip on gas. I'm telling like you, like a baby's bottle. I'm telling you, bro. My joint is like, yeah, I, I've been hitting fifty a couple of times. Yeah, but now that now that Russia's getting, it's uh, about to be like ten ten dollars a gallon, it's about bro. To be like four or five dollars a gallon, yeah. The truth, unfortunately, that's the truth. I'm gonna have to my whole check. We got to get a, a bike. <laughs> nah, I ain't getting no bike. I rather quit than bike to work. <laughs> but um, <laughs> it's stupid. But um, so no, so. Basically, what what people are doing because uh, just to let, in case people don't know, no troops have been released yet to um, Ukraine, and the the I, about U.S. Yeah, or anywhere. Nobody has like the this th- is between Ukraine and Russia and right Russia, now. right? But nobody agrees with what Russia is doing. That's why all these countries are coming together to cut ties with Russia and kind of sanction sanction Russia so that they don't get no money. Sanction, <laughs> sanction boys, and um. And financially, they're trying to choke Russia out, basically, so right. they can stop until they stop. Well, because Russia's a bigger country, and I, I think the other big countries, yeah, that kind of direct stuff are saying like, "Yo, you, you messing up the bag for all of us. Like, what's up with you?" <clears throat> I think what I what I do know, Dev, and that I've seen is, and this might answer my own question. I was posing it more like as a, a thoughts uh, topic, but. Really, man, these different countries, it's about who your leadership is. And leadership is real fickle. Like, yeah, it could just it takes it takes just one powerful person to be upset or frustrated. Did you see the video of Putin when he said we we about to go invade? Yeah. Apparently yeah. that was pre-recorded. First of all, did you hear about that? Yeah, that he, that he had he, done that, it like that, days in advance. Yeah, he was sick. He didn't do it like that night. Yeah. But yeah, he was like, I was, I watched it a couple times over just to see his like body language and he was perturbed. Yeah, he just looked sick. Like yeah, and I heard he's sick now that he can't. Um, if we could open the conversation up a little bit, that yeah. they haven't been doing the best in terms of their yeah, no. Their siege. So he he expected this to the take. Ghost it. of Kiev is uh, yeah, it's frying, it's frying. It's <laughs> like Harden in his first game with the Sixers. <laughs> they said basically what what he said was he expected this to be like a one to four day thing. Like he expected to get in and get out. Like we're Russia, we're tough, which is true. Russia's army is tough. So he expected like get in, take you a couple days and get out. Like we're, we're, it'll be nothing. Right. And it's been over a week now, and they're still going at it and still fighting. So it's like, we'll see. We'll. I mean, we'll see what happens. We'll see how how things play out. But I guess after reading all this and like boys, 
I don't know. Boyle just seems like a like a top nut that don't want to talk about anything that he just want to. Isn't this also like uh, there's a long standing piece about Ukraine used to be a part of the Soviet Union? Yeah, and then they branched off. So Russia, Russia's now a little um, butthurt. Yeah, that they branched off. Yeah, because that's why if you look on the map, there's such a Russia's so huge, and then Ukraine is like this little country. They're sick. So Putin thinks um, Ukraine is like a puppet state. Yeah. Yeah, basically. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah, this is this is definitely interesting. It's crazy, man. And I know. Look, we're the cruise control. We're not a. Uh, you know? Do you know who's flying the uh, Ghost of of Kiev plane? The Ghost of Kiev plane? No. Do you know? Lito. <laughs> My cousin Lito. Go like six, seven. Nobody knows this. Six, seven jets by himself. Hey, he wasn't even flying. He just looked at the plane and he went. Packed a, a lunch. <laughs> packed a lunch. <laughs> Ate lunch in the plane. <laughs> I was in the plane with Dwayne. <laughs> nah, the, the ghost of Key is frying, dude. Hitting a hundred percent from the field. Yo, that's tough. If you like a fighter jet legend, that's that's, that's a different level of toughness. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> for those who don't know what we're talking about, look up the Ghost of Kiev. For those, yeah, who don't know. Google the Ghost of Kiev. It's apparently a fighter pilot from the Ukraine military has been flying over the the airway, the airspace of you know some of the hotspots in Ukraine where Russian fighter pilots are flying over mm-hmm. and has just been taking them out single handedly too. One pilot, one mic. That's crazy that one boy is taking out like half of your Air Force. <laughs> Two words, pum pum. <laughs> yeah, that's tough. Crazy though, man. I look um with with certain situations like this, I'm glad that we read it read it out and I know this was kind of a one-sided arg- article, but I'm just I'm kind of I'm kind of glad that we were able to think about it and and pull back and kind of look at it. You did bring up some great points. I will say this though, um we're, I don't know how long this is going to last. I don't know if this is going to be anything further to where U.S. has to get involved or... Well, we didn't really talk about that, but yeah. from what I'm hearing, the U.S. is not going to get involved in, a, in in terms of military yet and not like in a very public way. Come on, Dev. Now, we all know every major military and government has operatives in these areas right so there's definitely american people in the region keeping an eye on things possibly even helping on the low low yeah supplying guns or whatever that's just the way of the world now mm-hmm. but large-scale american involvement does not seem like it's on the horizon but could it i mean i don't know if this continues to drag on does that change the the circumstances does it change the face of it? Yeah, because everybody was joking about World War Three on like Twitter and Facebook and stuff like that. But it could possibly be it. That'd be nuts. <laughs> Crazy. Yo, I was thinking about this this morning. Like World War Three when the flu. Yeah, when the flu happened, the flu pandemic I think was in like nineteen thirteen or something like that. I have no idea. World War Run was Ward. Ugh. When did World War? Why I can't say this word? You got it. World War One. There you go. Google real quick when World War One started, because I feel like it was right around the same time that the flu pandemic hit the world. World War One. <laughs> when did World War Z start? 
1914. Yeah, so like, what's up with these pandemics followed by war? Is like, there something to that? That like, lost, lasted four years? I'm putting my conspiracy theory hat on. World War One had lasted from 1914 to 1918. And the flu pandemic happened right around that time, if I'm not mistaken. Look up flu pandemic. So what's what's happening? Like the influenza epidemic that swept the world in 1918. So 1918. Yeah. So, so you go to war right after, right after the war. And then the flu hits. Now we get the pan we get the COVID and then the flu and then hits. World War Three. <laughs> and then the flu hits. <laughs> I'm just saying, Dad. And then what? The flu hits. <laughs> I'm just saying, if there's something going on, I don't like it because now why we gotta be the, the generation to go through all this nonsense. You a conspiracy theorist? Sometimes. What conspiracies do you theorize? Um, the two. I think the chupacabras exist. <laughs> I think that's real. The goat eating monster. <laughs> what else? I think. Um. What else? I think. I think they they. Yeah, I gotta figure out my other. Let's do top five conspiracy theories. We did today. one already. We did. Yeah, we did an episode of cons- the nuttiest conspiracy. Oh, theories. but that was the nuttiest. Now we got to do the ones that we think are true. <laughs> I'm not doing that. I'm not. I promise you. I promise you. I'm not doing a top five because you don't have no conspiracy, conspiracy theories. Theories. I'm not doing a top five toughest conspiracy theories. You will not catch me doing that, John. You you clown from out of town. But uh, somebody was saying this is the worst uh, generation to have a, a war happen. Because of Twitter and like nobody could take anything seriously. Yo, bro, I seen like so many funny <laughs> tweets and stuff, but I'm like, y'all draw. Did you see the one person that was like, I'm so sad. <laughs> I'm so sad about what's going on over in, in Ukraine. But like the night sky aesthetic that's happening with the bombs is just giving me life. <laughs> Did you see that? And they show pictures of like how colorful the sky got when people <laughs> when the bombs are going off and they were like, this aesthetic is just a vibe. What the heck? Like you can't say <laughs> bombs going off is a vibe. <laughs> Don't ever use the word aesthetic. Like yeah, that's nutty. People are dying. Homes and and businesses are getting bombed out and attacked. This is never a time to find a, a vibe. <laughs> People are crazy, yo. Uh, listen, man. All I got to say is with this whole situation, I guess we'll, we'll, we have to sit back and let it pan out. People are really crazy, going crazy right now all over the world and, and, and trying to think about what's going to happen. If this could lead to something more or what, where we're possibly going to be in the future with this stuff. I'm just I guess what I got to say is just keep keep in tune, keep in locked in, see what's going on with people and see what's going on over there. I hope we don't get involved, man, but knowing America and, and knowing our track record, we get involved with everything and we're always out there rumbling ready and, to get drafted. Well, no, we draft is from 18 to 25 years old. Yes. <laughs> I'm okay. I want you know, for the John that I thought was funny. Okay, no, I'll, I'll, for real, I'll fight. I'll fight. For I'll bring the blicky with me. Yo, the John that I thought was funny is there was this there was this meme where it was like um, the recruiter showing me um, the recruiter pulling up my Instagram page of me doing 225 pound squats when I said I was physically unable to join the war. <laughs> 
Yo, the government got so much <laughs> And there was a content him, like, on us. His eyes wide open looking at a piece of paper. <laughs> That's so true, yo. Yeah, because every- like even the way recruitment happens now. Everybody, everybody puts stuff on social media, so you can't you can't even lie about something. Because the last time drafting was relevant was what? The seventies with it was um, way back when. Or whenever the Vietnam War happened, yeah, I think Vietnam it was like was early Vietnam 70s. War, yeah, um, or late sixty something like that. And they, from what I heard, with the drafting though, for people who were, there was no social media, so you could put physically unable to perform or yeah, whatever, and you did just had to chalk it up. Yeah, the uh, the one the one thing that <laughs> I did hear, um, or that I was reading about because I was worried about this draft stuff. I was like, I, I seen it was eighteen to twenty five years old; those are the ages. But I was like, I know people that age. Um, they said that. The U.S. most likely, like, there's a huge chance that they'll never have to do that again because after the, during that war, the Vietnam War, that's when they started doing, like, more volunteer work, like, and people could join in. So they said ever since that happened, like, p- mad people have just been, like, joining the army and stuff. So they were like, there's no way that it'll ever lead to <laughs> Yo, somebody getting speaking drafted. Speaking of funny memes <laughs> and the draft, I see somebody post a video where they edited... Um, like when Joe Biden's walking up to the podium to talk about like updates on the war, mm-hmm. but they played the NFL draft noise when there's a draft pick is in. <laughs> They're like, dun, 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 dun. <laughs> like what if they turn the military draft into like the NFL draft? <laughs> and what the forty? <laughs> the military selects David Cruz, <laughs> the dancing gorilla ball. You know the ball every day breaks. Oh, the pop blocking the big black ball. He is mad annoying, yo. Draft him. <laughs> he is tough at dancing though, but he just huge big black ball. Draft him. Nah, draft man, all man. the thug balls too. But uh, no, you know who should really get drafted? All them boys who be fighting for like gun rights and stuff, and be like, yo, I can't live without my gun. This is my rifle. This is my gun. This one is for. Oh yeah, everybody that stormed the Capitol should definitely yeah, all uh, of them rumble line for up. Your, rumble for your country. Right. Line it up. <laughs> All them boys who want to fight and be like Trump would have uh, Trump would have been better at handling this and all that. Draft by, Trump by all means, handle it. Send Trump over there. <laughs> by all means, y'all believe that he would have done a better job and y'all would do a better job. Y'all know what y'all doing. Go out there, rumble the cr- time. The, the ironic thing is, all jokes aside, them people would probably be. They would probably step up and fight, just because they're for real. Like no, they wouldn't. It would be from a totally different lens than us. We we trying to figure out is it noble the idea that you will fight for your country. For them, they they, they believe it's noble. That which is why they act so nutty when it comes to race relation and other things in this country. Mm-hmm. So actually, they probably would be nut if they buck. Yeah, and would want to be drafted. Mm-hmm. No, <laughs> disagree. But I'm saying take them is what I'm saying. <laughs> so that we agree on. I disagree. Take them. Take me, lace me up. <laughs> oh man, but no, Dave. You know what? I, I um, I think it's time we probably, you know, get onto another topic. I this is an interesting conversation, and it's one that's going yeah, no, to happen. Yeah, no. In all seriousness, if I could get final word, yeah, we should have. This was the time to discuss it. Yeah, well, we just need to talk about it because yeah. it's, it's it's currently happening, and yeah. I'm actually grateful that we just looked up, you know, an article or two and tried to figure out what's, you know, some some orientation because. Like I said, I I really don't feel like I have full knowledge and probably still don't. But final word is Mm -hmm. war is terrible. Some people might see it as a necessary thing to make a country run and to keep a country, you know, established as a force or whatever. But 
the reality is no matter what side you on, if you, um, you know, if anybody here has family from those areas or is from those areas, whatever, the reality is war is terrible. It's, it's never good for, for humanity in general. So it just sucks that this is happening, even though it's not on our home, you yeah. know, home turf. The fact that this is going on, it's, it's crazy. And 100% agree. We'll keep, I'm going to keep my eyes on it, see, see how things turn out. But, um, yeah, to even think that people are like losing their life over some political beliefs that government officials have in these two different countries is, yeah. is just ridiculous. No, 100%. I agree. It's terrible. I Hopefully never, it, it stops soon. I don't enough. wish that it ever had to get to this, but some people. They push the envelope and they wanted to get to this. So and we want. live we live a cushy life here. Like yeah. we don't think about how a war could end up on our doorstep. But people in this country now, Ukraine, they have to deal with. They're it. like walking out their front door and seeing planes fly over. Think about that. You know mm. what I mean? Seeing bombshells dropping five blocks down from you or something like that. Like yeah, that's I can't even imagine it in my head. Yeah, you know how different my life would be if if war was happening like. Down Frankfurt or something like that. That'd be crazy, right? I saw this video where this... I, nothing would matter to me except my safety and security of, of me and my family. Yeah. Like my loved ones. There was this... The, one of the craziest videos I saw from this war was... Um, some A tank was driving down the block. Like, a, bro, I could not imagine, like, a tank driving down my block. And coming the opposite way was, like, a smaller car. And the tank just, like, ran it over. Literally just squished the car. Luckily, the person inside the car somehow survived. Like the oh, tank, word. the tank ran over the car, and at, like it, like you know, ran back and forth, ran back and forth, and then it dipped off. And then the later on in the video, they show the peep like citizens running to the car because the dude was like hanging out the half of his car alive, like and well. They were just trying to open the door to kind of get him out. But I'm like, yo, that's crazy, like that they Did actually didn't. Uh, Captain Harris list that in his top five. What car when the tank? Uh, <laughs> when the tank don't let you merge. <laughs> You get in the line It might be just you two in the line When a tank doesn't let you work I hate when I'm in my tank <laughs> There's a car driving to fries me <laughs> Trying to pass Coming me Coming in at number six I hate when Ukrainian tanks Don't let me get in the line You get in the line It might be just you two in the line <laughs> Alright yo Alright let's, let's try to lighten the mood Dad. Let's get off this subject Let's let's talk about something else I need I need a Need a game switcher. I need some sun to switch it up, Dave. What you got, man? All right, let's let's get in a celebratory mood. Okay. What well, we celebrating, Pop? Let's get in a celebratory mood. Ready to celebrate. <laughs> All right, what are we celebrating? Today, uh-huh. We are recording on February 27th. Let me see. 2022, yes, correct? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, most folks are going to be hearing this after post haste, but it's a it's an important day because today uh-huh. is the anniversary Ooh. of one of the greatest single greatest franchises, crazes, sensations in the history of the world. Dev, today mm. is Pokemon Day. <laughs> Let's go. Catch them is my real test. Hey, yo, Jeremy Chestnut. Train them is my cars. <laughs> I can travel across the land, searching far and wide. Get in the morning. 
You know what's crazy? I'm listening to the song, but I can picture the opening title of the John. Like when he says you're my best friend, it's like all the Pokemons ho- hugging each other with the with the trainers or whatever. Right. And then now this part where Ash is like <laughs> jumping or something like that, right? Isn't he like he's like the- running, <laughs> throwing a Pokeball. <laughs> crazy. And I didn't even know this song was three minutes long. I thought it ended right there. <laughs> it ends for me there. I want to be the best ever. Oh, the Pokey rap. Beat all the rest. Yeah. Wow. Yo, this boy said Butterfree, Biglet, Chicklets, Chicklet, Meeklet, Chartreuterie, Nooterie, Victory Bell, Bull Trace, Noodle King, Farfish, Abra, Jigglypuff, Kingler, Rhyhorn, Clefable, Wigglytuff. That's my nickname in Wiggle and <laughs> in Wiggle School. That's my nickname in middle school. Oh shoot. Wiggly Tuck. <laughs> oh gosh. Yeah, that's hilarious. Yeah, today's Pokemon Day, Dev. How you so this feeling? is the anniversary of when Pokemon first hit the scene. Okay. Back in uh the nineties, I believe it was nineteen ninety six. February twenty seventh, nineteen ninety six. Pokemon first hit the scene. And I think that's a great thing to celebrate. For me and you, in the generation that we came up in, we know intimately the impact that Pokemon has had worldwide. Yeah. So I want to spend a few minutes talking about that in honor of Pokemon Day. All right. I'm with you. And for all our listeners, depend no, no matter what age you are, you need to understand what we're talking about when we say that Pokemon was a phenomenon. Is a phenomenon. A phenomenon. Honestly. Dun, 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 up until recently. Yeah. Jigglypuff, Kaferi, Toilet Bowl, So, Dev, what what is your earliest recollection of? Oh my God, Pokemon. When I think Pokemon, we got to educate the people right when now. When I think Pokemon, mm-hmm. the first thing my mind goes to, the earliest thing I can remember, is the Pokemon video game. I think it was Green. Was it? What was the first one? Was it like Green or the something? Game Boy Jones? The Game Boy Jones. And the first thought that Pokemon I Pokemon Red, Pokemon Blue. The first thought that I have is going to when you turn the game on and the first thing you got to do is pick your th- one of the three. Right. Because that right there is like started off every conversation like when I was a kid or like, who did you? Oh, why did you go with the, you know, whatever? Why did you go with the? Char- what was the three? Bulbasaur. Bulbasaur. Uh, Shout out to Bulbasaur. <laughs> Squirtle. Shout out to Squirtle. And um, I love me a good Squirtle. <laughs> Bulbasaur, Squirtle, and Charmander. Right, those were the three that started off: fire, water, and er, and a uh, grass type, <laughs> and earth. Right, and um, I always remember. And I would, who would you, who was your first when you first picked the Pokemon? Charmander. You picked the Charmander. Yes. Okay. I would. I would. Fiery always- type bull. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. I would always go Bulbasaur. Right, that was my first, uh, and then ever like anytime I played a game, grass. anytime I played a game after that, I would always go like Earth or Grass type. That right. was always my my you were Earthy type ball. I'm an Earth ball. You feel me? Right, Earth gang. <laughs> right, Earth gang. <laughs> <laughs> but 
But um, that would start off like every conversation, like, oh no, you got to go Squirtle because you know he does a spin attack <laughs> or whatever. And then no, that's, that's a but. So okay, so your earliest recollection was the game. Mm-hmm. But I, I like games in general, so that was my right. But I mean that makes sense because you're five years younger than me. I want to say the first thing was the show though, for you probably. Maybe the, or did the show and the cards come out simultaneously? We need to look that up. Can I, I can look it up? Real like quick. the history of Pokemon, because I feel like the show was maybe based off some sort of anime. Maybe I feel like a lot of times this stuff starts out with like um, some sort of comic book or strip or whatever. Right. But my earliest recollection is the cards and the show being like. The big, the big wave that started everything else because I feel like the game came as a part of, um, a part of the wave. So let's see. So Pokemon turned twenty five on February twenty seventh. Been twenty five years mm-hmm. since Pokemon was introduced to the world. It's one of the most successful franchises of all time. More than three hundred sixty eight million Pokemon games have been sold worldwide. That's crazy. Uh, so what does it say about the history, though? It says Pokemon was invented by a Japanese man named Sat- Satoshi 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 Ta- Tajiri Tajiri and his friend Ken Sugimori, S- mm-hmm. who was an illustrator. So back in 1982, Satoshi started a gaming magazine together with his friends called Game Freak. But after a while, he decided to start making his own video games instead of writing about them. And then in eight, uh, 1989. Um, Game Freak got into the video game company and they released games such as Postman, Yoshi, Mario, and Wario, which did pretty well. But then in the early 1990s, uh, he he came up with the idea for Pocket Monsters, or better known as... So it wasn't even called Pokemon in the beginning. It was called Pocket Monsters in the beginning. So inspired by his childhood exploring forests and finding bugs and tadpoles, he came up with the idea for... Pokemon and pitched it to Nintendo. Wow. And it was called Pocket Monsters. That's crazy. Oh, so the original Jones. It's called Pocket Monster. Yeah. Wow. So in 1996, Pocket Monster Green and Red was released for Game Boy in Japan. So, oh, look at that. Did you read that little tidbit there? Uh, Nintendo was unsure about Pocket Monsters at first, but eventually accepted. And Satoshi spent the next six years working with legendary game maker uh, Shigeru Miyamoto, the man behind Mario and the Legend of Zelda. Oh, wow. So this this wasn't like it, it has some backing to it. That's crazy. Yeah. So you're right. Dev, the game was the first. The first thing, thing. was the game. Yeah. OK. And then the game went to some millions and they were it was released in 1998 in the U.S. and then in the U.K. a year later. But they had the red and blue version instead of the green. Um, oh, so Pokemon is short for Pocket Monsters. Oh, yeah, it is. <laughs> ah! Yo. Yeah, because Mon. I just hit a nigga in the head with a ooga booga booga. That bitch sucked my dick. It's all like ooga booga booga. Yeah, this is mad. That just blew my mind. It's interesting, yo. Pokemon. Pocket Monsters. Ah. <laughs> ah. <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> <laughs> 
And then this this begins to say that how it went from the game, <laughs> how it went from the video that as a sound the video game to the uh, oh, trading card game. Oh. So the first set of cards was released in October 20th, 1996, containing uh-huh. 102 cards with drawings by Ken Sugigormi. Matsushihara Ariridi and Kenji Kanobuchi. <laughs> you just saying words. <laughs> I just told myself I wasn't going to stop to pronounce. I was just going to read them through how it first came to my mind. Dude, that's terrible. <laughs> Ken Su- You said what? Ken Su- I'm not going to I'm not <laughs> I'm not even gonna, I'm just going to say how I tell you Ken Sugigormi Ken Sugigormi Mitsutishiro Arieta and Ke- and Kiji Kainobuchi, right? How would you say it? How would you say these names? Ken Sugimori, uh-huh. Mitsuhiro Arita, uh-huh. and Keiji Kinebuchi. That's what I basically said. <laughs> um, the cards soon became popular three years later in 1999, and were re- and were introduced okay, to so North the America. Cards came and, 1999. The and, games were out for a couple years. Yeah. And it says out of nowhere they started doing tournaments where pay- players were bad out. Since then, out. thirty billion cards have been printed, and some people will even pay hundreds of thousands of dollars for some of the more rare cards. Bro, I'm telling you, yo, we should have kept our cards, Dad. Yo, this says the most expensive single Pokemon card to sell as an auction was the first edition hieroglyphic Shadowless Charizard. <laughs> Dev, what? Huh? Hieroglyphic? Just slow your brain down a little bit. Oh. That says holographic. Holographic. <laughs> <laughs> Although a hieroglyphic Pokemon card is probably tough. <laughs> so a holographic shadowless Charizard, which sold for $369,000. In 2020. Wow. <laughs> Sheesh, that's two years ago. Somebody really spent $369,000. Who got that bread? Two chains. Oh, so it went the video game, then the trading card game, and then the show came last. So in 1997, they turned it into an animated show, and um, it was released worldwide. And the producers also oh, originally the guy who who made the show, or uh, who made the the game Satoshi, his the character was named Satoshi, but then they switched it to Ash. Wow, this Ash is- Ketchum. Did you know that one of the greatest names in the history of of like ironic names. His name is Ash Ketchum. <laughs> Cause you gotta catch them all. And then get it? Pikachu. The word the name Pikachu came from Pika, which is the sound Japanese people say an electric spark makes, and chew, which is the sound a, a mouse makes. And what I'll be getting on a regular. A Pikachu? Choose. <laughs> What's up with you, Pop? I'm that bull. That's crazy. That this is a this is a lot to kind of so the video game came first, right. then the trading cards, and then the show. No, no. The show started in 1997. The trading cards been out, though, they said. They said the trading cards was in 1996. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then, but the trading cards didn't get popular until after the show came out right. in 1999. But the trading cards came first. And, bro, I got to tell you, I got friends who collect these cards. Some mm-hmm. who some To this who, day? To this day. Well, they just recently got back into it. But they collect these cards. Mm-hmm. And Shout out to all the nerds. <laughs> And they listen to the pod, so shout out to y'all. I know you know you're listening. You know Nerds. you collect them. Um, it's like nice. No, they got what they do is they they un they unwrap the packs, uh-huh. look through the cards, and like when they find a really rare one or good one, they have to sleeve it 
and then put it in plastic. Right. Put it in plastic, put a sleeve on it, and then tuck it away in a book somewhere. Because what they'll do eventually is like all these cards that they're pulling at least are worth like 50 or something. So you have a book of, you know, 200 of them, you can make good money off of it. Some of them are, are buying boxes for their kids. So when their kids um, get old enough, they can open the packs up and then that'll be their money tucked away. So like people are doing so many creative stuff with this, with this whole uh, Pokemon trading card stuff. For how much money that people can make off of this, I think it's pretty extreme. Would yeah. you, would and, you um, get into it? <clears throat> I, I think... Uh I mean, I know for us, it impacted us. Yeah. Yeah. But just to speak on why, you know, it's important to uh, acknowledge that there's a Pokemon Day and it's the 25th anniversary. Uh-huh. I said at the beginning when we first brought it up, this is a, a a franchise that has done so much bigger than just the show, yeah. the game. And yeah. Like, mm-hmm. Dev, you remember. 100% agree with you. The merchandising alone is ridiculous. Yes, sir. Dude, I dressed up as Charmander one one Halloween. Multiple Halloweens. Remember that? I was really a Pokemon. I was a fat Pokemon. <laughs> I was a chubby Charmander. It really took the world by storm. Movies. Yeah. Most recently, what? They had like that Detective Pikachu or whatever. Right. The like live action type, John. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I think Ryan Reynolds did the voicing of the, of the character. Yeah. Movies, TV, video games, mm-hmm. costumes and merchandising and all that. Um, there's there's like conferences that happen for it. People go buy tickets, like we'll spend days at a at a big conference convention center dressing up like characters and trading cards and all that. It's like it, it became a phenomenon. Yep. It's crazy. Um, it makes me think that for this week's top five, okay. we should spend a little bit of time reflecting on what's that pop what were some of those childhood crazes that we can remember okay because when you think about pokemon that was legit a craze i'm liking this i'm liking this so i think we should do top five childhood crazes this week but first let me check it like this go ahead pokemon rap charmander chameleon (laughs) chameleon hitmonlee chipmonlee chip on my dip dip on my chip Sertrudery, diggly, tough, diggly, tough, Ash catch him, gotta catch him all. Brock had the first gym. All right, Dave, you gotta do one to the names, to the names of the people. Ready? Check it. Check Yo, it. Go ahead. I say I'm about to chill in the car with Ken Sugimori, Mitsuhisho Arita, and Kenji K- Kambuchi. Ain't that a drink? Kombucha is a drink, yeah. All right. So, Dave. Some of them be nasty. With that being said, we're getting into this top five. You won last week. Mm-hmm. So, who goes first? Mm-hmm. So I'm going to be like... Me? You're going to go first. All right. I'm, I'm ready Little for this. Little boy. I'm ready for this. Coming You're in, first, Devin. Coming in at number five for me, y'all. And this was... this. Uh, I talked about with Dave before the show. This had a... I never forget this for for no for some reason. Uh-huh. I never forget this, but this right here, and I'm gonna see if I could pull uh, if I could pull the commercial up for you guys. See if we, see who remembers the commercial. I'm just gonna play the commercial for you guys. Urgent! This is a special new message from Rubble Robots headquarters. These are power cards. Collect level one. Collect level two. Collect level three. Collect level four. Collect the ultimate level five. You can collect power cards to increase your 
cards. Additional levels sold separately. Batteries not included. You gotta get the cards to get the power. <laughs> Rumble Robots wow. coming in at number five for me for my top five childhood crazes. Listen, for those old heads out there, and even for those people Rumble who are my robots. age, Rumble Robots was the shit. <laughs> so for those who don't know, Rumble Robots... You gotta get the cards to get the power. <laughs> I do remember that. Right? From the commercial. So, so That was like a tagline. Rumble Robots was the one of the first, or if not the first, to combine card games with like actual toys. toys. So what you had to do is Rumble Robots, Rumble Robots is a collectible card game. So the first thing you would do is play the card game to win the cards from your opponent. Then once you have done playing the card game, you would swipe the one right. cards through your robot to give him more power. And then what you would do is the robot would attempt to kill the or kill each other's power supply by tipping them over or hitting each other like you know on the antenna or shooting them with a laser. Every drone had like a like a kill switch. A kill switch exactly. So the whole point was win the cards, or it had power. the laser drones. Yeah, because you because I think each of them had the lasers, but you had to get the card. But that's the that's the well, that's another way you could defeat is like if you lasered them enough, it kind of drained their, their power. power. Yeah. So I remember Dave. So you could hurt it physically. Uh huh. You could hit the kill switch, John. Right. Right. Because like it, they also would hit. So if you tipped it over or whatever, it was like you won that round. Yeah. Yeah. Yo, these Johns was crazy. And I remember, for those who don't know, I had the great and powerful Mephisto <laughs> Rumble Robot. <laughs> the, the yellow and green John with the two boxing gloves as fist. Yo. Who you had, Dave? Which Rumble Robot you had? Wow. I definitely had, um, looking at these pictures here, I had Clamster for sure. <laughs> oh, the dark blue John. The blue John with like the bandana eyes. Yeah. And it had the uh, the arms that would like go up and down. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yo, this is crazy. I definitely had Boltman too. You had Boltman. That's crazy. Ah! Boltman had like the especially strong uh, lasers. Yeah, because that's why he was bolts. Yo, <laughs> Mephisto. <laughs> yeah, and then, then the red, the red Jones, the red army John. I remember Lobjaw for sure. I remember Lobjaw. Yeah. Ah! I don't ever remember seeing King Slugnut, but shout out to that name. That's tough. <laughs> yeah, man. Rumble Robots, dude. I, I got to put that out there. That wow. Was, that was one of my favorite Dev, that things was growing a, up. That was a throwback. That's a reference right there. That was one of my A lot of people listening favorite. might not know. Yeah. But uh, it was it was a crazy. Oh, Bitor. Bitor. John, yeah. Ah! I remember. It had I, like the claws like a. Like a uh, like yeah. a crab. Yeah, I remember I had the Mephisto John, but I wanted the Lobjaw or the Bitor John because the color green. That was yo. Out. Shout out to mom, yo. Mom really used to buy us whatever we wanted. Yeah, she used we to had a great up. life. She just didn't hook me up with a. We uh, had many Rumble robots with a night slugnoid, but I'll, I'll forgive her for that. You feel yeah, me? Yeah, it's cool. You it's know? cool. Nah. And then friends would have like yo. We would rumble friends. Yeah, yeah. Come I always want to rumble my friends. <laughs> Tough though. I'm down with it, man. That's my number five, Rumble Robots. Wow. I, I just had to say the word, and it took you back to your childhood. It did. Man. Rumble right. Robots well, was definitely one of my favorite. Let me crazes. see if I could take you back. Coming in at number five for me. Okay. And Dave, let's let's verify this. Is mm -hmm. this is this top five only like toys or cartoons? No, no. It's just like crazes from the childhood. It could be, it could be like a toy or an item. It could be a franchise like series. A candy could it be like a candy or it something. Could be, yeah, anything that just took over. Okay. Our childhood. I got you. And this is also not all time. This is just like us. Mm -hmm. 
because we know there was crazes in the 70s and 80s and stuff exactly. with toys and candies and all, but who cares about them times? Yeah. Because it's us. This is the cruise control. It's about us. <laughs> all right. Coming in at number five for me. I want to highlight and shout out the digital pet craze. Ah, uh, okay. The talk- Tamagotchi phase. Yeah. The Digi pet. Mm-hmm. The Neopets. Yep. Yep. The one that I remember, though, from my childhood was definitely the OG, the Tamagotchi. That's what I'm going to highlight. Mm-hmm. So for those who don't know or don't remember, the Tamagotchi phase, you had to remember this. Whether it was a child of yours or it was you or you heard about it from an older sibling, everybody at one point wanted to have their own digital pet. And Tamagotchi sold these little... Um, they they What did they look like? They have like little eggs. And they had a few buttons on them. They were like little beepers almost. Yeah. And yeah. each one was a different pet and you had to take care of it. You have to feed it on a certain cycle of the day. So you would like set up the clock and it would, you know, you had to feed it during the day and at night. And then it would like cry out for help if it felt distressed or whatever. Yeah, that's crazy. It had, like, and it was like people own. treated it like it was a real pet. Yeah. And literally, Dev, everybody had one. Everybody had at some point a digital pet. I think at first, if I remember correctly, in, in school, the girls was on it first. Like typically, young girls was more into the trend. Yeah. But then boys definitely got on real quick, and it was like everybody had it. Then some adults even started popping off with mm-hmm. having a digital pet. So I definitely want to shout out at my number five, the digital pet craze, Tamagotchis, Digi Pet, Neo Pets, all that stuff. Because that was definitely something that took over. Mm-hmm. Big time. Big time. 100%. And I, did you ever have one? I think I did, yeah. think so? I don't remember. I feel like I with you. all of my drones that I have, for sure, I touched it at some point or another. Hey, who? Resume. <laughs> That's not a pause. That's a resume. <laughs> all right. Coming in at number four for me, Dave, in my top five childhood crazes or crazes in general. This is something that's still out there. This is something that's still going. This is a toy that was very simple. But man, did it take over when people were trying to figure it out. The Rubik's Cube. Mm. Now, many people, you forget about the Rubik's Cube. You forget how... I feel like Rubik's Cube precedes our generation, though. That's been an OG toy, right? So, Rubik's Cube uh, was invented by a Hungarian sculptor. Um, oh yeah Shout out to the Hungarian sculptors Ernie, Listening Erno Rubik mm-hmm. <laughs> That was his name Erno Rubik yeah. Oh bet And he originally called it The Magic Cube But then um, In 1980s um, Stephen Towns Stephen Towns And Tiber Lanzik mm-hmm. Named it the Rubik's Cube After the After the guy who made it And um, The Rubik's Cube Ended up winning Or winning The game of the year <laughs> 1980 mm. how does a Rubik's Cube win a game with <laughs> but the thing the reason I say this is because um, Rubik's Cubes even to this day like I just remember being young in middle school and how people were trying to figure out Rubik's Cubes then you get to high school and like people already know how to figure it out so it was like who could figure it out fastest and then as an adult you can even like YouTube like the world's fastest Rubik's Cube or there's like tournaments and stuff to see how fast a person can fix a Rubik's Cube. Mm-hmm. It's just became so popular and it's become so much more. And each generation, I feel like there's something different. It's, it gets a little bit better. It gets a little bit more interesting. There's different variations of the Rubik's Cube. They got like the original one was what? It was like a oh, three by three. 
And now they got some that are like eight by eight. They got some that are only two by two, like little ones here or there. But two by two is probably dumb easy to solve. But um, it's just crazy how like this Rubik's Cube, this little cube has blown up so much. Right. And through every generation, it's been a part of it. So I think Rubik's Cubes deserves its time in our top five. And I wanted to be the one to get that good shout out. Because they be having like competitions now. Yeah. Mad nerds just be doing them the quickest and all this. Yeah. People are just talented. Right. So, Rubik's Cube coming in at number four for me, Dave. What's your number four? All right, coming in at number four for me. Um, this one is, is near and dear to my heart because I remember this was my twist. I definitely was in my baggie, and it's part of the reason why I'm a genius. Okay. <laughs> number four for me in childhood crazes is the Goosebumps books. Ah, Goosebumps. You feel me? Yo, I love Goosebumps books, man. Shout out to R.L. Stein. Shout out to R.L. Stein, the creator. Let me see. Let me see if I could, if I could play. Uh, hold on. Is the volume up on the jaw? Oh, it's just not playing for some reason. I'm trying to, I'm trying to do the, the theme, John. They... All right, keep going, keep going. I'm gonna figure out the theme for you. <clears throat> well, Goosebumps is a series of uh, children's horror fiction novels by American author R.L. Stein, published by Scholastic Publishing. Dev, as an aside note, low key. What's up? Shout out to the Scholastic Book Fair, boy. <laughs> you, you, <laughs> yo, this boy. Dev, don't tell me you wasn't hyped every year at school. To go to the book fair. I'm just cracking up. With $3. I'm cracking up because you talked about it before the show. Like, y'all really want to talk about the Scholastic Book Fair. And you found out a way to bring it on the show. Well, it just so happens that Goosebumps was uh, published through Scholastic Publishing. But listen, Goosebumps books. uh, The first one was published in 1992. 62 books were published under the original Goosebumps umbrella title. Um, Then there was various spinoff series like... Uh, give yourself goosebumps. Tales to give you goosebumps. Rhino Records present. Um, Rhino's Records. <laughs> I'm keep YouTubing it. But Dev, what? The Goosebumps books was definitely a craze because I remember going to thrift stores all around the city. Uh-huh. This is one of my most fondest childhood memories. This is what I was waiting for right here. And this show was low-key scary, too. The dog's eyes. (laughs) (laughs) Yo, you couldn't tell me it wasn't It's definitely a word. You will be way. Oh, oh, oh. You're in for a scare. Was that the same boy that did the Michael Jackson joint? It sounds like Vincent the thrillers, Price. right? I ain't even gonna lie. <laughs> um, but Dev, just to put a bow on this and, and, and on a on a really high note with this, mm-hmm. one of my fondest memories with grandma is her taking a like grandma knew I love Goosebumps books. Yeah. She would take me. To different thrift stores all around the city 
just so I could go find a 25 or 50 cent Goosebumps book that I could buy from the book section of the thrift store. Yeah. And I love that. That was like a great way because they were like just small enough that if you was, you know, uh, I don't know, early middle school or like late elementary school, that was kind of the good range for what those books were. Yeah. They were chapter books, but not ridiculous. They had good stories. Like you just pointed out, there was a whole TV series that sp- spun off on it. Wouldn't they show that on Nickelodeon? Uh, I think it was a Nickelodeon I think it was show. Nickelodeon Yeah if I'm not mistaken um, So shout out to Goosebumps man That's my number four Goosebumps books Shout out to Goosebumps man uh, What a, f- a wonderful memory um, That you was able to share with grandma Rest in peace grandma We miss you Love you um, Also shout out to Theo Thomas Yeah Yeah A quick a quick shout out This is our uh, For those who don't know For those who don't know um, Just want to say rest in peace to our Theo This is the anniversary today So we love you Theo Um but coming in number three for me, Dave. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite, favorite, favorite figures, multiple figures of my childhood. Mm-hmm. I think I, I associate these characters with my childhood more than anything else. And still to this day, I like watching them. And, and when they come out with video games or seeing what they're at, mm-hmm. I'm, Dave, I'm talking about... be honest I never heard the full John Leonardo leads Donatello does machines <laughs> the Nutella <laughs> um, so Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles a little back background story about it is it was first an American comic book from mm-hmm. authors Kevin Eastman and Peter Laird um that followed Leonardo, Raphael, and Donatello as four turtles, uh, four turtle brothers. What? Go ahead. It sounds nuts. Trained in new jitsu, jitsu to fight the evil in New York City. So this first started out as a comic book in 1984. And it was such a successful comic book that they ended up uh, licensing the characters to Playmates Toys. And they developed a bunch of action figures. And they were sold. They sold 1.1 billion dollars worth of action figures mm. <laughs> within a span of four years. Mm, it's easy, y'all. That's actually crazy. <laughs> you sell one billion dollars worth of toys in four years, and that, uh, with that being said, that made them the third best-selling toy figure ever of all time. Wow. Um, from the action figures, they were promoted with an animated series. The animated series uh, premiered in 1987, and it ran for almost a decade. Um, and uh, some regions, um, <sighs> this uh, had to, or they couldn't say the name Ninja for some reason, mm-hmm. so they had to change them. Like in Europe, they weren't the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles; they were the teen, the Teenage uh, Mutant Hero Turtles. They had to switch out the word ninja for heroes. <laughs> Which is kind of, don't roll off the tongue. It don't. <laughs> don't roll off the tongue. Because ninja promotes like violent connotations, they say. That's right. Let's get violent. <laughs> and, um. Let's get violent. 
And for those, and everybody knows, cartoons, video games, action figures, everything. The four turtles were all are all over and still are. Are were all another over big and still uh, all over. Uh, uh, costume? Yes. Every year you're going to see a Ninja Turtle Michelangelo is my favorite Ninja Turtle. Um, You have a favorite Ninja Turtle, Dave? No, because they was all the same to me. And low-key, I didn't even know how to differentiate them. (laughs) What you mean? The colors. I didn't pay enough attention. They were just all turtles with different color headbands. (laughs) And weapons. I know, but I I, I never did a good job at associating. (laughs) Well, Michelangelo was the funny one. And what, what weapon did he use? The nunchucks. Oh, okay. Raphael with the red headband, he was the angry one and he used the what are they called? The katanas? Yeah. The three print the three prong Johns. Yeah. Donatello was the smart one and he used the stick. Wow, you really know these Johns. And Leonardo used the double katana Tough. and he was the leader and he was the light blue. Wow, impressed. But um I never was I I, I respect them. Right. I respect the turtles. Shout the out to the turtles. turtles. <laughs> the hero turtles. <laughs> Shout out to the turtles, man. That's coming at number three for me. I I couldn't I couldn't have a list without them. They are the best, and I still love them to this day. All right, coming in at number three for me. I'm gonna go a little different direction with my number three. Okay. Uh, in my top five childhood crazes, and this is very particular to my kind of coming up. I want to shout out AIM, also known as AOL Instant Messenger. Is wait. Now, this is a software that I'm shouting out. Are you out. putting an email in your... No, <laughs> not email. Instant messaging. AOL Instant Messenger oh was definitely a craze from my childhood. A software that took the world by storm. Dev, this is the I'll precursor. This is the OG. I'll allow it. This is the OG to where we are now with Instagram and DMs and Twitter and Facebook mm-hmm. and poking and sending a... a, 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 a a private message and Snapchat and all that. Dev, this is the this is the train that started all of that. Yeah. This is the lead train. So, as a quick background, AOL Instant Messenger, also known as AIM, was an instant messaging and presence computer program created by AOL, uh, which allowed registered users to communicate in real time. You remember the little yellow man that was like their logo yeah, yeah. for instant messaging? Wasn't it that you, everybody had they uh wasn't that the John You got mail? That, yeah, that was it, right? That was AOL. Everybody had their little sign on uh, name. Like, what was your AIM messenger name? Right, DC Beast. <laughs> Come on, dad. Don't be giving out my jaw like that. Uh, AIM was popular by the late 1990s in the United States and other countries and was the leading instant messaging application in that region into the following decade. Teens and college students were known to use the messengers away message feature to keep in touch with friends. Dev, this was really a phenomenon like. When your your aim status was the most important thing, it was like, yo, what is he? What is that person on aim right now? Oh, it yeah. says they're away, whatever, or they're online. And if you saw a friend was online, right. instant chatty time, <laughs> chatty boy. <laughs> that was the that was chatterbait before chatterbait. Hey, you dig? yo, <laughs> shout out to Captain Harris. <laughs> Can't be um, <laughs> uh, AIM's popularity did decline as AOL subscribers started decreasing um, and moving towards like Gmail and Google Talk and all that. Um, also, text messaging became bigger. So uh, I would say AIM was definitely a craze, though. It, you read that you heard me say that for at least a decade, AIM was popping at some capacity. Yeah. I agree. And it changed the way that we communicate. That's why it's coming in at number three for me. Okay. 
Shout out to AIM. I'll allow it. I don't, I don't know how much you were AIM messaging in your childhood. But. I was, boy. <laughs> but I coming was. coming in number two for me, Dave. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I'm, I'm going to do what you did and take a little bit of a different path with this one. But yo, bro, you cannot tell me in our childhood, growing up, you could get out of the house or get out of the get out of uh, go to school and not see somebody rocking mm-hmm. a pair of the mobile shoes themselves, Heelys, Dave. Wow! How many people did you? I remember specifically walking through the hallways, walking through the hallways and seeing people, seeing people roll through with the Heelys, right? And seeing people do it, do it like tricks and stuff and all that. And and shout out to Heelys, they had to be um. Discontinued the original company because kids was get hurt, <laughs> but I feel like that's what in general with with uh, skateboards and and all that other stuff, bikes and all that, you're gonna get hurt on them. But um, the original Heelys is no longer a thing now. They have off brand from different companies and stuff like that. But um, Heelys was definitely a thing. I I um I envied people who had them because I wish I had them. I thought they always looked cool and I mm-hmm. thought they were always looked fun. But it definitely took over our childhood and it was definitely something that you could not walk out of the house without seeing them. Mm. So shout out to Heelys, man. That was a big part of the childhood. I mean, personally, we were never given any Heelys. But I, I would never trust myself on no Heelys. I couldn't skate neither. That's true. That's true. But I was I wasn't on it. that craze. But I, I I will acknowledge that it was. It was, uh, it was around. Yeah, it was huge. Yeah. Yeah. What's your number two? <laughs> All right. Coming in at number two for me, I'm actually going to stay in that realm of mobility, Dev. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to say my number two childhood craze was the Razor Scooter. Oh, wow. Dev, everybody had a Razor Scooter. We probably still got one somewhere in the The top. Razor Scooter is a compact folding scooter developed by Micro Mobility Systems, uh, over 5 million units were sold in the six months following its launch in early 2000. Right. And it was named the Toy of the Year that same year. Uh, the first electric Razor scooter was released in 2003. Today, the Razor is manufactured by Razor USA um, and is based in, in California in the United States. Dev, you're not going to sit here and tell me everybody didn't have a Razor scooter at some point. I can't lie to you. Everybody did. <laughs> everybody did. Yep. Yep. The way it took over was kind of nuts, and yep. like everybody, it did. got to the point where, like, Razor was the the Nike of it. But then you could get like an off brand John or whatever you would want to call off brand because it was all the same stuff. But you saw a Razor everywhere, dude. You would be in the grocery store, in the checkout line, and they had Razor scooters. Yep. You know what I mean? You would like be in line at the grocery store you get in the line it might be just you two in the line <laughs> and you would turn to your mom and be like mom i want a razor scooter they're right there can i get one there 25 dollars." right right it was just everywhere so the razor scooter is definitely my number two because that I, I, my number one is more personal to me mm-hmm but this one the razor scooter i have to get i have to show it love at my number two it was it was popping so I'm glad that we both went kind of like mobile with our second one. <laughs> we didn't. Uh, I didn't put that up against anything else. That was perfect where it, it, it fell at. But Dave, coming in number one for me, I'm surprised you let me get this one because you know already that this is like top, top of childhood memories. Mm-hmm. But earlier you said digital um, pets, right? Mm-hmm. Coming in number one for me, y'all. 
let's just say it like it is. I'm going to go the trading card phase. So I'm talking Pokemon. I'm talking Magic the Gathering. I'm talking... I'm talking, you know... What is this? When everybody heard this song come on, 8 o'clock, 9 o'clock in the morning. right there is a theme song to Yu-Gi-Oh! The trading card phase is still relevant to this day. When we were younger, and as we read earlier with the Pokemon phase, this thing blew up. People were collecting so cards. You're, you're you were claiming back. the whole phase. Yeah, I'm creating the, yeah, including if, Pokemon yeah, and Yu-Gi-Oh! Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. That, that's if you wanted if you wanted to take the digital pets, then I figure, hey, you know what? I could claim a phase of my own. Yu-Gi-Oh! Pokemon cards. All of that stuff combined into one. There was nothing better than that. Everybody used to trade the cards. Everybody used to battle their friends with the cards. I remember playing people for their cards. So we would go the day before, you know, set up, you know, we're going to bring in our decks tomorrow. What cards are you willing to give up? What cards are you willing to give up? You would play. And then if you lost, you had to give up your card. If you won, then you would have kept the cards, whatever the case may be. So big shout out to the whole Yu-Gi-Oh phase. Big shout out to the whole Pokemon phase. The trading card phase is just something that will never die out to this day. People are selling them for hundreds and thousands of dollars. People are collecting them for their families and for their kids when they grow up so they can have money on their on that end. Amazing. The trading card phase is something that I find fun and find interesting. And I mean, I don't want to pull up numbers because it's going to be billions of dollars. So I just feel like we already know that it's made billions of dollars. It's a good number one in this past in the in the past uh, year. So. Trading card phase for me as a childhood memory, as a childhood craze, and it's still an adult craze because people still do it to this day. So all the trading cards. Coming in at number one for me, Dev, uh-huh. to round out our top five this week of childhood crazes. I said that this is my number one because it was near and dear to me and my childhood. It's also literally one of the most OG childhood uh, toys ever. That's any any generation so it spans multiple generations and decades right and i'm gonna go at number one with the yo-yo phase (laughs) yeah interesting interesting i I know yo-yos have been around for a minute i forgot about that but in the 90s when yo-yos exploded that was just different a different world i forgot about that the Duncan yo-yos. Yep. The butterfly jaws that kind of had that fanned out kind of half cup look on each side. Mm-hmm. And then the original round jaws. Mm-hmm. You had Dev. The different tricks. The Yomega jaws with the brain on the inside. <laughs> uh, yeah, the Yomega. When you had the brain jaw with the uh, springs and like the brackets inside. Yeah. And it would like stop it. They had the jaws that lit up. Mm-hmm. They had glow in the dark jaws. Mm-hmm. Dev, the yo-yo phase. And then you would do the tricks, walking the dog. Yeah. 
the John with the little clock. Where you would like put the yo-yo between the triangle like it was a tick TikTok and yeah, clock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come job, on, Dad. I can't. I can't argue. Walk it on the ground, make it float in the in midair, and then pop it back up. Yeah. If I had a yo-yo to this day, I would still be able to do them tricks. It's like riding a bike. <laughs> so I got to shout out the yo-yo crazes. My number one because that was a phenomenon. I remember everybody having yo-yos, boy, girl, whatever, whatever age. Yeah. And like I said, because yo-yos have been around, it wasn't one that was hated by parents neither. It was like, oh, okay, bet. You got a yo-yo? Tough. <laughs> Tough. And it was like, it was just amazing, man. That was that was one of the most happy phases of my life. Right. Taking a yo-yo to school, being in the school in, in recess. Yeah. And just seeing who could do the better tricks, who had the newest John. Who had the coolest looking John? Comparing them, yeah, that was tough. Shout out, that's my number one. Those are two very good number ones. Everybody has had trading cards. Everybody has had a yo-yo. So I'm very interested to see who lines up with who. I do feel like depending on generations, um, uh, what you call it, depending on the generations that um, you uh, were a part of, depending on the generations that we're a part of, that's who's going to vote for who. But I do think that um, it's gonna be a, a, a very um, interesting uh, interesting top five that people to vote on. But guys, as we do every episode, that is the end of our top five. So you're gonna follow us on Instagram at devfu d e v p h o o at dave cruz two six seven. And if you want to follow the podcast, it is Cruz underscore control pod on Instagram. If you don't have an Instagram, follow us on Facebook, Dev Cruz, Dave Cruz. I'm just going to be like, or follow the Cruise Control fan page on Facebook. That is episode 62 for you guys. We love you guys. Thank you so much for keeping up with us every episode. <laughs> Thank you for keeping us honest. Thank you for voting. Thank you for everything. Thank you for all the love. We appreciate mm, it. All your support. And Dave, I can only end it on one song. And you know that already. Mm. This has been episode 62 of the Cruise Control. We love y'all, and we out. I want to be the best there ever was. To beat all the rest. Yeah, that's my cause. Electro Diglett. Dinosaur, Tata, Firo, Pinky, King, Jolion, Dragonite, Gaslit. Tony, Tamaforian, Polly, Rath, Butterfree. What if Jerry Chestnut was a Pokemon? Yo, would you be that hype if he was just bull rapping in the studio? What? <laughs> I would be just like this. Venomoth, Polywag, Nidorino, Golda, Ivasaur, Glimmer, Victory Bell, Moltres, Nidor King, Firefish, Abra, Jigglypuff, Kingler, Rhyron, Clefable, Wigglytuff. Catch him, catch him, gotta catch him all. He's like Clefable, Wigglytuff. Pokemon. This boy was in his bed. Primate, Meowth, Onyx, Geodude, Rapidash, Magneton, Snorlax, Kingar, Tingala, Goldene, Spiro, Weezing, Seal, Gyarados, Slowbro. On next episode, Kabuto Persian, Eradicate, Mega Mike, Adapt,